This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Hello, hello. Happy day whenever you're listening to this. Let's talk about what it's like to do penance through pain, a la Tom (laughs) Sandoval. What was your take on that? So he returned to VPR. He makes his first appearance in episode two. He was filming the competition series Special Forces. We did not watch it, but we enjoyed the clips of Jojo Siwa carrying him over her shoulder. What was your kind of take on that? Um, I think he's studied like how to have a redemption, how to have, I mean, this all feels very scripted and not authentic as we see when he starts talking to James. Um, but I, I just feel like he's thinking he is like a mastermind and is manipulating all of us. And we're seeing through it like this penance through pain. And and I'm just waiting for him to be like the emotional trauma this has caused me. Like, I mean, and I don't I don't doubt that it's tough knowing America hates you, but you got to own how you fucked up. And like the fact that he's gone on these tours, the press tours and talks about how like Ariana hasn't paid for anything, which came up in the episode, how she belittled him and made him feel like he was so small and nothing. And it's here's where I have a hard time with it. If all of that was true, why didn't this come up in the reunion fresh off the heels of this scandal, scandal happening? I mean, he talked about how like they never had sex. And when they did, it was she had a T-shirt on. Like, to me, it feels like some of the things he's saying is not true. And this is just to try to gain attention. And I feel like this is, we're we're just watching this start to happen and he's trying to build this story. Yes. And reminder to everyone watching, we're about three months post reunion. So I think the reunion was May of 23. Yeah. And now we're like in July, August August of 23. Rachel being um, in treatment and that like he hopes he hears from her soon. He hasn't heard from her in a while. He loves her. They, he hopes they work out. Uh, so, I mean, this his is- birthday's July. I just looked it up. July oh, okay. So um, it's like July time frame. So it's still pretty fresh in everyone's mind. One thing that I cannot get past, and this poor woman, the MVP of the episode, is Tom's assistant, who's not paid enough. To Whatever be she's mediator. paid needs to be done. Some people like, I feel like Ariana's a bitch to her. I actually don't think she is. I think she's just like, I'm not putting up with anyone's bullshit. And I'm sorry, this is your job. But like, I'm just not going to like sit over, like sit around and take it. I do understand. Like, I think there comes a fine line, like saying he can't have people over at all. And you're going to call the police. It's like, I agreed with the approach of what if people leave by midnight? I mean, he still lives there too. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, and, and I'm not by any means going to be. No, I agree with you. Apologizing, you're both going to live in this house. Yeah. Fair is fair in the sense of that he also co-owns his home. So I'm with you on that, actually. I actually agree with you on that. What do you think about the whole, like, not paying him 
situation. So apparently this came up in the after show and she alleges, and I don't, I don't have everything verbatim. So please yeah. at me if I'm wrong, but allegedly she is requesting now everything to be itemized because when she was paying, she was oh my overpaying God, I think him. I'm confusing pe- things. I saw that online and I think I thought it was part of the episode. No. Yeah. No. Th- so she confirmed that for a while they were both putting things into a joint account when they refinanced, they put it like all, it was all coming from him. And she was paying him for a while. And then she found out that like what he was telling her was the mortgage was an overpayment. And so she was like, I just want to see the bills. And then after everything happened, she's like, I don't trust you. You've lied to me. I need to see like an actual like copy of the bill. I don't want to see your bank statement with how much was withdrawn. I want to see the physical copy of the bill. So he's like, now I have to hire an accountant just to get paid and stuff. I don't. I don't blame her. I'd be the same way. I don't blame her, but also the same token. I'm like, both she hasn't of you paid. are so stubborn. Yeah. And I'm just like, how hard be... is though? How hard is it to produce a copy of the bill? Also that, but I would be doing everything. And I'm sure they are. And I'm sure we're gonna hear it ad nauseum this damn house and why they're in it and why they're haven't sold and are they getting closer. But like that would be my number one priority of like figuring out the details of all of that like i just i just can't that aspect of it is crazy not only that it was crazy hearing tom talk to his friend so one of his few friends we actually know of jason um i think all of his friends that were on his payroll except for kyle chan i think it's yeah they you know jason has been like kind of his manager and his friend so he comes over he's asking about raquel he says raquel and tom admits that he is still in love with her which hearing him say it was kind of wild i suppose but also again given timing and context made sense at the same time well i mean when this all happened there were a lot of us like you and i both saying like if they are going to do this and like they want to somehow win America back. It's going to be a long play, but they have to be end game. They have to end up together, not necessarily married, have kids if that's not something they wanted. Although, you know, Tom does. So I think to me though, like it had to be like, they were life partners are together for a long time, ideally or possibly have a family to show commitment to one another. But like we would like, they would have to truly be in love for anyone to even consider being like, yeah, it was really shitty how they got started, but we can maybe look past it. It's just wild knowing like she's blocked him. And like, that's going to come up on the season. We've seen previews for it, which I can't wait for. I think it's also wild. And we've talked about this. And again, guys, we wish Rachel the best fly off to the sunset, do your thing. But it's also crazy knowing in my head that she's watching these episodes and doing her own thing on her show, which we don't listen to, but just knowing that is like, makes it even weirder. And it's very like, I have conflicting views on it because I'm like, well, if everyone else can monetize Scandival, why can't she? You know, I mean, like, oh, yeah, for um, sure. You know, so I like I I see her point of it. There is a part of me that was like, damn, I wish you hadn't burned the bridge with Bravo by like doing Bethany's reckoning and going on Bethany's podcast. Because some of the shit Tom is saying now, like for next season, and I think they need to spice up Vanderpump. Like it's falling flat. I know it's hard to come off of like the heels of something so big, but like. If they could get her to come back next season and like kind of call out some of the shit, I feel like that could be like incredible. And I, you know, it's funny you saying it's falling flat because for me, it's not. It's still really? giving me a lot. Like, I'm so, still, I mean, it I, is episode two, mind I you. I know. I think I was just like expecting to like fire from the start. 
there aren't a ton of storylines right now that I'm like, oh, like even like emo night. I'm like, really? This is the best that we're going to get out of the girls? Like, I mean, I need yeah. more. I think Allie right now is my favorite person on Vanderpump Rules. Wow. Hot take. I mean, and I, not that I never said, I don't think, did I ever say anything bad about no, her? I no, I no, just, no. I yeah. think, I think it took us a minute to. I thought she was just kind of. Get Allie, I guess. I think I was, thought to me, she came across as like young, naive, pretty face, like for James. There's obviously a lot more to her. I totally judge a book by its cover. Um, and like the way she politely words things, like my Midwest heart, because like I joke with my friends not from the Midwest, like we are so passive aggressive and we don't know how to say things like super mean. And so when she was like, when I look at his like reading and his astrology, he just chart. <laughs> his chart, he just needs he needs some help and guidance. I'm like, that is the nicest way of describing Tom Schwartz. Yeah, she's like, you're life is fucked up. You need direction and I'm going to give it to you. But before we talk more about that, let's talk about Ariana. So Ariana and Lala have a conversation not only about the birthday party that Tom wants to have, but also her changed view on being, having a child, which kind of blew my mind that it's not all, it wasn't the right person. And she kind of admitted that he was a part of that reasoning. Yeah. It makes me wonder if like, if there was always like an underlying, like, Deep down, there was something she, like, didn't fully trust. I know she really loved him, but there was, like, just something that maybe she thought, like, she didn't fully trust him. I think it's, like, to me, that was, like, really shocking and mind-blowing only because she's held pretty firm in this. I know she was thinking about freezing her eggs. And that, I mean, as she said um, in interviews and stuff when she was considering that, it was more just, like, if she changed her mind, she didn't want to be, like, 44 and be told, like, it's too late. You've exhausted, like, you you missed your window. Um, and all of her other friends were doing it. Like, Katie was going to freeze her. Like, you know, everyone was, Sheena froze eggs. It's kind of like, well, if all my friends are doing it, I've got money. Why would, you know, why would I not? Um, I don't, do you think, I don't know if she and Dan are going to end up together. And I feel like it's too soon to tell. And I don't want to put any, like, of that pressure on her. But do you think, ultimately, she ends up with someone and having a child? I kind of do because I feel like in most instances like this, it tends to happen like where someone closes it all in. Like I'm thinking right now of a friend of mine who I'd worked with and he was so like not having kids, not having kids and then eventually dead. And it doesn't always work out that way. And I I know there's obviously a lot behind that. And it's okay to not have kids. We're not saying like. No, absolutely. And, you know, we don't know what her fertility looks like. There's also plenty of obstacles. But if you're just asking me, do I think she will? I could see it. Her and Dan, like, I, we don't know much about him other than we're like, you're better than Sandoval. You seem to treat her well. And like, I'm the biggest fan of him because like, just the way he responded to the pandemonium that followed her at BravoCon. And I forgot we talked to him. Yeah. When I was like rolling my face, I was like hungover and it's just like you get stimulation overload of BravoCon and it just hit me in that moment. And I was just watching everyone like swarm Katie and Ariana on the small couch. And I was just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I was like having like a weird out of body, like hungover, tired face rolling experience. So then I started talking to him and honestly, like I felt like he was almost like comforting me. He's like, it's okay. You know, this is okay. This is part of the, <laughs> this is what he's happens. Like, everyone he's like, loves I'm into Comic-Con. Yeah. He's like, I'm like, into Comic-Con, like Marvel, like whatever. He's like, I get it. He was very, he very was sweet. Very nice. I actually <laughs> felt kind of bad because I think, did we see him? Where did we run into him the day before? I don't remember. I remember asking, I said, I don't want to create like a scene. Can I please take a photo with you? I really like you. And he was like, oh my gosh, of course. Like 
Because in my mind, like, I want to be nice and, like, sensitive to the fact, like, he's not on reality TV. Yes. You know, like, um, he's just there to support his girlfriend. And I don't want to go off on a tangent. But I just, I'm a big fan. And I, if they work out, I would be very happy for both. I also think throughout all of this, he's very okay with letting her, like, have the full spotlight on her. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think even though there's distance in between them. It's not like he immediately, the first day of their shooting, he's like in California and is yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like fame. Oh, and can you get me a part in, in Chicago on Broadway? Yeah. Like, I mean, Tom, he would be like, you have to get me a part. And he weaseled her way into the book, We in, into her book. We found Exactly. Out. So yeah. I'm rooting for them. And I hope regardless, she gets her happily ever ending babies or not. Let's talk about Sheena for a minute. Um, First of all, girl, somebody like... Well, first of all, love sack sponsor us first, but let's. Sheena needs a new couch. <laughs> that <laughs> reminds me of the great. couch that like every frat boy bought when they were like twenty four, twenty five, and they thought it was like cool, and they're in their like trendy, like fun apartment, usually like a loft type of. I don't know. I was a like, girl. You can elevate that couch. Um, but she's I, never been one for interior decorating, a la no, her canvases I mean, and like. That's true. You know, large, giant. I just need to let Sheena be Sheena. (laughs) You know what? I just need to let Sheena be Sheena. I really appreciate and loved her opening up and sharing how hard it was for her to have someone else watch her um, daughter, Summer Moon, and um, even kind of like the conflict and friction that caused with her and her husband. I just feel like to me, like I didn't experience that directly. I know people who have, I just feel like it's very relatable and I really appreciate people who kind of put that out there and aren't afraid of like showing, being that vulnerable. Absolutely. And I have to be honest with you. I wasn't familiar with the term postpartum OCD. Like I've heard postpartum depression, postpartum psychosis, postpartum anxiety. OCD was not one that's ever come across to me. I mean, it makes sense though, because all of a sudden you feel like your life is out of control and yeah, I mean- yeah, I just, I I don't know. I was like, oh, Sheena, I really appreciate that. Um, I also think, too, it's like kind of refreshing to hear that from somebody who could easily, I would imagine, pay for a nanny. Could And I'm not knocking people that do. I send my kids to daycare. But I think it's refreshing to see somebody in a, in a more like wealthy lifestyle not let anyone else watch their kid. I was like, oh, wow. Like, cause you do like, you hear about it and we see it like on some of these reality shows of like, well, this housewife is never with her kids. I mean, no one can say that about Sheena. No, I mean, I feel like she's like, Allah. I immediately started to think about Kenya and Brooklyn. And I was yes. like, I wonder if, I mean, not saying it's the same thing, but Brooklyn is always with Kenya. And I know she, her circumstances are always so different, but I just appreciated her vulnerability it also kind of reminded me of her being open about her preeclampsia and help and like how traumatic that was for her. So I would imagine this is all somewhat related, but I loved seeing that. I also love seeing Schwartz standing up to Sandoval. I never thought I'd see the day. I honestly, I'm like, wait, Schwartz, are you going to win us all over? <laughs> like, yes, you've already I mean, been won over on Winter House. <laughs> I did. You know what? I think he, if he hasn't sent like, flowers to the cast of winter house like i just feel like that really showed him in a different light and the cast embracing him the way they did um i loved it though i wonder if that i wonder if winter house and kind of being on his own um gave him like the confidence to finally stand up to him and be like you were off touring with your band 
and our bar was suffering. And I was the one dealing with the shit and I was in the shit because of something you did. Yes. And that's infuriating. It's beyond. And I, again, it goes back to Sandoval not taking accountability. He's like, well, like he, uh, he never is like, you're right, man. Like I shouldn't go on tour. And I don't know, with his fake rock band, when my bar is drowning and I owe my mom money, Yeah, like, I'm, I want to hear about that. What's the update on that? But I was so proud of him. And it all makes sense. So you talked about Allie. Schwartz makes a visit. Allie does readings. Um, shout out to Danielle Hollabackhart. She's trying to book a reading, Allie. Yeah, Allie. Listen to this, but <laughs> help Let's a girl get, out. Get Danielle a reading. She has a birth chart reading and as a Libra, I've always felt that Schwartz is, that's also probably why I re- relate to him, but he's the most Libra Libra. I don't Definitely even know what people that means. It's just someone who's like, just, he embodies the, in terms of a Libra, like Libras are the scales and very often we're very indecisive and mm. he is also like a people pleaser in that sense too. Like he doesn't want to piss everyone off. You want peace and harmony is a very okay. thing. And it's, you know, I don't know. He embodies a lot of that to me. So I enjoyed watching that. It kind of surprised me. So while they were together, Tom Sandoval texts James about his birthday that party. stage. I know. But whatever. He texts him and he's like, hey, do you want to come over? So they drive their asses all the way by the, I think, Burbank. I don't know what the distance is, but it had to have been like a 45-minute drive. Yeah. I don't know. They drive just for, and I love that. Allie immediately was like, I need to lean back. I don't even want to be seen here. So they show up. Tom shows up. And, or not Tom, James James. shows up. To Tom's, yeah. To Tom to kind of confront him and to kind of call him out. Like, yo, like, I'm You owe me an apology. Yeah. And while I was watching that, I did, this is a side note. I was like, Potomac, ladies, take a note from James to keep storylines moving um, which we'll get into Potomac after this Vanderpump recap. But I was like, you know, this man does not like him. He called him a poo-poo head, a worm with a mustache. He, you know, had an affair with his ex-fiance, but he showed up and he is there. And he's like, I'm going to show up because we're nominated for an Emmy, Emmy <laughs> and I'm coming for another one. So keep the story moving. But what was your perspective? So James is like, hey, you betrayed me. I moved on. Like, I got a house. You never reached out to me. You were like out of pocket. Like, what was your whole take on James versus Tom? I don't think anyone's going to be in Tom's corner um, for much of anything right now. But I like I I understood where James was coming from in the sense of like, you also helped pay for and plan my proposal to this woman. Um, You knew I was crushed when the engagement was called off. Like, I, and I and I think in and James has said like you were like a big brother to me and then you do this and you don't even like apologize or reach out or anything and then you just invite me to your birthday like it's very odd and then I mean I this is where I'm like okay Tom you're gonna try so hard to be this character and you, every now and then you're gonna break because your ego gets in the way it was like t- Tom cannot accept full fault for what happened like. It's like it beyond him to say, I, I just really did a bad thing. He has to add like, but I like the relationship was almost over and she was so mean to me and all these things. He brings up the fact that James got with Kristen Dowdy 
And like, I love when James like, that was 10 years ago. I got engaged to somebody since then. You bought a house with another person since then. Also, like, let's not forget you cheated on Kristen Dowdy too. Like, like, why is this? It was irrelevant. I, it was irrelevant. I was like, I hate, you know, I was like, so James made me feel better by peeing in his bush and I died. I'm waiting for this to be on a t-shirt because of Bravo fandom. It's Ariana's bush too. So I saw somebody like threaded that, like I saw that on threads and for a minute, my dirty little teenage boy mind thought they meant like her vagina bush. Oh, well. And I, I mean, was like, that was like, devil what entendre. Yeah. Well, then I was like, why are, what happened in this episode that we're talking about Ariana's bush? <laughs> and then I like watched it and it made me like really laugh. And so for anyone else who felt that, who thought that when they heard about it before seeing the episode, um, you're just as perverted and immature as me. And welcome. 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 Well, this feels like a good time to take a quick ad break. Let's talk about Factor meals. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian-approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help Make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. They're two-minute meals. They're snacks, smoothies, and more. Um, we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals 100% ready to eat. I got to tell you guys, they are so good. We have them as a working mom. And just busyness of life. There's some weekends where we're traveling and we don't have time to go to the grocery store. I, these meals came at the best time for me and they are so good. The portion size is great. I've had like some pasta and then there's always like a side veggie. It tastes good and they're not frozen. They're refrigerated. They're excellent. So head to factormeals.com slash realmoms50 and use code REALMOMS50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while subscription is active. That's code REALMOMS50 at factormeals.com slash REALMOMS50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while subscription is active. Real change happens when you're consistent and achieving the hair of your dreams is no exception. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier and I'm finally seeing the results I have always wanted. I talked to you guys on Instagram today about how I've been using Vegamore for just a little over um, 30 days and um, they do say that it can take anywhere from like one month to two months to three months um, to really see um, the results with your hair. But I have noticed my hair is fuller. It feels thicker. Uh, it's taking longer to blow dry, which means like there's more of it. Um, I have really loved all the products that they've given us. I've consistently been using the Grow Hair Serum. I put it kind of like down. I do a middle part. I put a few drops in um, and I do a few on the side. I massage it in. Uh, and then blow dry my hair and go about my day. I also love the shampoo and conditioner. 
and um, the vitamins as well, taking those every morning. And they're like really delicious too. So it feels like you're starting your day with a little treat. The best part about all this too, is you don't have to worry about like, oh, I'm going to run out and what's going to happen. Like how quickly can they get it to me? You can do a monthly subscription of grow hair serum. Um, and Begamore just makes it so easy to say consistent. You can sign up for a monthly subscription and get one bottle or three bottles. Plus you save more and never run low on the products you need to take care of your hair. Elevate your hair wellness routine this year with Vegamore. For a limited time, get 20% off your first subscription by going to vegamore.com slash real moms and use code real moms at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash real moms, code real moms to save 20% off your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash real moms, code real moms. Support for today's episode comes from Jenny Kane. Perfect timing because honestly, it's my one of my New Year's resolutions to reinvent my mom uniform. And I am obsessed with Jenny Kane. If you've never heard of Jenny Kane, Jenny Kane is a California band brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed easier than ever before. Think minimalist, effortless, total refined. If I were to give it a person, I'd say like Gwyneth Paltrow. It's giving Gwyneth. From luxurious cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories to elevated versions of everyday basics, not to mention the most incredible home essentials too, Jenny Kane is here to help you live your best year yet. And for a limited time, our listeners get 15% off their first order. I am living in the cashmere fisherman hoodie. Abby and I have been chatting a lot about this hoodie. These are investment pieces, right? So these sweaters feel like heaven. Heaven on your skin. They look so nice. You can dress it up and dress it down. Everything in their collection is designed so intentionally that you can style pieces together without a second thought. So I can even wear this sweater, this with some leggings, pick up and pick up and drop off for my kids, or I can dress it up with jeans and go have brunch with my friends. They just believe in the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless design. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. That is JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code REALMOMS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code REALMOMS. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Do you want to come over and roll some oregano this weekend? Oh, my God. What a joke. That I'm so mad. I mean, I know they got samples, but I'd be like, I, first of all, maybe we all would like to learn how to roll an actual joint. Like, give me the happy Eddie. Yes. You want more than thinking of perverted minds. I would, I would take the full happy Eddie. <laughs> you would take that as well. That smile. Woo. I just thought it was very strange. I, I, you would think like if they didn't want to do it at a restaurant and I guess if cameras are there, but it's legal in that state, like, could they have done it um, yeah. at someone's house? I feel like it. I feel like you could. I mean, I guess we I'm sure that. there's some, like some, somehow there was like some 
liability or something. But, but, but we had the really I was gonna say, yeah, we had the cannabis dinner. So why is it okay to eat it but not roll it? I don't know. I just thought that was I would break I the stigma. Too. It's okay to smoke it and eat it. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Break the stigma. I just I cringed at that a bit. It was um I would have felt like a waste of time and I died at well, someone one of the women was like, Am I cooking? Like I feel like I smell yeah. like cooking. I know who like and also I don't know. I just feel like Rolling oregano is like what someone would have done in high school is like, oh, I, I know how to roll a joint. Watch me roll this oregano. Like, I don't know. It's just. I, I feel know. like the prankster in you would have taken everyone's and then handed them out to people and be like, hey, do you want to smoke? I have an extra joint. Oh, I would have loved to have done. Like, I would do that right now. Like, if I, we're in Columbia this weekend and I had some of those, I would totally be like, hey, you want to go smoke a joint with me outside? And but, just- Okay. And I wonder now, I got to double check. If you light oregano and I just want to make sure now, like I need to look up, Google this before trying at home. I would hate for someone to do it, like give it to someone and then like they inhale it and somehow like they like burns your throat or something crazy. So let's just everyone Google before we pull a prank. Um, Why I'm so like, I cannot understand NECA. Why do you want to have a one on one with Wendy? Unless your producer is telling you to do so and very well could be the case. But I'm like. I feel like when you go to someone and say, I want to have a one-on-one to put things behind us, it's almost like you're admitting fault and housewife land. To me, I think she is aware she's on a TV show and is trying to move things along. Like, as I had mentioned with James filming with Tom Sandoval, these women, we, I feels like we haven't had a group of them, all of them together. Like someone's been gone, like Asturi County because of the invitations, like, Giselle didn't want to go. Robin didn't go. Mia didn't want to be second string. Like, I just think she's like, okay, I'm on the show with you. Like, let's sit down and just have a conversation. So I feel like Wendy should give her that. And if not, give the real reason and say it to her face versus a confessional. Yeah. Well, and then like, and then just not show up to her weird unpacking party. That was bizarre. Wait, Before we get into that, we've got to discuss G and Mia's lunch. I rewound it a couple times. I'm like, wait, what is he talking about? Like, so basically, it seems like he kind of wanted to basically have an open marriage. Like, he knew she wasn't fully, like, happy and was basically like, we would have, they were talking about, like, how um, Ashley is still, like, a great, like, supporter partner to Michael. Are they actually going to get divorced? And... She was like, I don't think I would do that. And then he was like, basically saying, she's like, what would we have done if we would have gotten divorced? And he was like, I think it never would have gotten to that. We would have come to an agreement where we'd co-parent. And like, basically, like we both would kind of get to live our lives. I was like, you you thought of this awfully quickly. Very quickly. And her face was like, uh, pardon? But she was like, I don't, in her confessional, she's like, I don't have anything to say to that. Like, But I don't know. then later on, we find out she has some activity she's been doing so essentially well she claims that they're just talking yeah but uh-huh. i will yeah. say what i will say at least they're saying it on camera because they're we not always... well they bleeped so this is the best well i guess they're kind of saying it on camera they bleeped out his name but if you oh have yeah yeah stub- no I'm but the subtitles the... revealed his name no yeah yeah i saw that i meant Which i'm the... like come on bravo i meant the um just open marriage because I oh. feel like in Housewives world, no one talks about it. No one talks about it. Like and they it's have so an arrangement. taboo. Yeah. And like they have an arrangement. And like, I'm like, at least you're saying it. But Gordon is like, their relationship is fascinating. And oddly enough, Mia has become one of my favorites this season. She's like really delivering in some ways. are so good though. I, They're yeah, just I, really funny to me. Um, 
So, but I will des- will defend my queen, the Grand Dame, even though she is Mia does have a point. I will defend her. Um, and she tried. Yeah, she did. She did. And then Karen quickly um, kind of threw it right back at her in a very, like, somewhat nice Your way. trick. Yeah. <laughs> Your trick. And then that's how this, well, you're going to say I don't talk about you and yeah. let's talk about it. You want to come talk about the husband? Let's <laughs> talk about the husband and the rumors. The rumors about the husbands. Um, I think my favorite moment of this whole episode and I'm the one who's like, get Robin off the show. I'm like, all right, you might make a case for being friend of with this. There is something about the dynamic between Karen and Robin. I think Karen like feels bad for her or doesn't want to like kind of kick someone when they're down. And so whenever Robin like kind of comes for Karen, now I will say she approaches it in very, a very like friendly, silly manner, like the check mark thing and all that. Um, and I think Karen really does appreciate that for Robin, it's just like a dry sense of humor, but the, that she has a folder of photos of Robin's family. And she said that if she were to see a photo of her with her and her parents on someone else's phone or a picture of her with her parents, she would be touched. I would be a little creeped out. I would be very creeped out. Let it be clear. That is not normal response. Grandom. I love you. But, but also on the flip side, she owned it. She's like, yeah, I do. (laughs) Like she's like, I have a folder of Robin. I I think your dad's a lovely man. I was just like, "Oh, Oh, we're like, it was like one of those moments I'm like, am I weird for thinking this is weird? Like, is everyone else like? No, but she yeah. was smart. She like, she's like, I'm going to reverse this on you. You guys are looking yeah. for me to deny, deny, deny. Yeah. And I'm just going to own it and leave you stunned. And everyone's like, wait, what? And, and then like non-reaction. She does that with Robin. And I like love it. Like, because anyone else, like she does try to like Mia, you know, she's like, okay, you're going to try to throw something at me. Let me show you how this is going to go. And with Robin, I think it is her approach. And she doesn't ever say anything like malicious, malicious, like to be like, you have a photo of me or you have a, you bought your blue check mark. You know, those are like just like silly banter, I guess, items. But yeah. Um, what do you think of this episode overall? I feel like we just need to get to the finale. We do need to get to the finale. The unpacking party was very strange. Um, if any of my friends, like I'm planning, I'm moving here in a couple months. And I would never. I'm not ever. No, I would never expect that. How could I help you? Even I don't know your organization. Also, it's like weird and like such a opening wedding gifts. Like if I if that was one of my gifts being open on camera and people two years later, yes, and just reading like the little note. Like I put in a lot of thoughts in the gifts I give people, and that would that I don't know that rubs me the wrong way. And it's such a weird party and. I kind of get like Wendy, like, oh, why am I going to go and pack your shit? But I'm surprised no one, everyone's faces were like, what are we doing? Just be like, come, come see my empty house party, you know, like, or maybe like, I want to get together with everyone. My house is empty. I haven't unpacked. We might be sitting on boxes, but I want to get everyone together. Like, I, it, it was, was strange. It was strange. I and feel like, the pajamas. Yeah. But still daytime, I think. She, I feel like we had a lot of themes and then we were also like launching her champagne. Like, oh yeah. Like you got to pick an, a, pick a lane and just kind of stick in that lane, NECA. And, um, a lot of, yeah, yeah, it was, it was weird, but I, the only takeaway for me was Mia highlights for me were Karen versus Mia and then Robin versus Karen. Yeah, I would agree. Well, that wraps up. There we go. (laughs) And on that note, uh, let's, well, we got to do our shout outs. Who's your shout out? Are you going to keep the streak alive? No, I'm not going to do the Chiefs because I went into this and saying, I remember 
that you called me out on that. Well, now, I just love you did it back to back. No, oh, yeah. I, I love that. I forgot to. I'm going to give my shout out to friendship. I oh. think I've had some friends going through a tough time recently. And I think it's amazing if you've got great people around you and how they kind of surround themselves around you. And I just love the female friendship and just how we all kind of cheer each other on through the, our different seasons of life. So, oh, so I'm just saying, you know, if you make sure you tell your friends you love them. Oh, that's really sweet. Well, I love you. Um, this is kind of funny. Usually like when you do something sweet, I'm like, and I'm going to give my shout out to farts. Um, and like something like way the other side. Same. Um, I actually am giving my shout out to Tracy Chapman for a variety of reasons. Um, one, like what an incredible 2023 she had with the resurgence of her iconic song. Um, but like, I think, what was it? She's the first black, um, woman to win. Um, CMA award to have songwriting on a number one country song. And I'm talking about the song fast car, by the way. Um, even though give me one reason, I know that's your favorite. That's a great, great song as well. But I also felt like at the Grammys and I posted this on our stories, like that moment, everyone talked about her doing that duet with Luke Combs and how like for a moment, it was like the whole, like, no matter where you were from, what your, you know, sexual orientation, background, all the things. It was like everyone loved that moment collectively. And I don't know, I think it's just really cool because I feel like we've kind of become a very Divisive. divided, yeah, divided yeah. country. And it was like, wow, a white country singer and a black woman doing this duet is what brought us all together. And I think it's kind of cool. And maybe we should all like remember that. And a black queer woman as well. Yes. yes. I mean, so it was just incredible. And it's amazing that 36 years later, I think if my math is right, that it's number one on iTunes, which when people say that, I'm like, I don't buy iTunes, but I don't, I know, but still like, that's amazing. It's a beautiful moment. So I'm glad that Tracy's getting her flowers. And I also loved how in that performance, which now I feel like I'm going to go watch it after this is that he, Luke was very respectful of like letting her kind of lead a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like he's like, I know this is your song. And it was a very I nice the same duet. way that he was like, I, I've been given this like privilege to get to cover this. Like it was like, he very much like he didn't try to, I don't know. I just feel like he's done a really, like it was really cool to like, he wasn't trying to like, like oversing her. Yeah. I was like, like this that. Is her, I thought it was cute too. He was like lip syncing her parts. I'm like, Oh, he really loves this song. I it know. wasn't like, it, he wasn't trying to like steal her thunder. He was just like, this is a great song. It is oh, a great song. It is a great song. Well, we end up on warm and fuzzies. Super Bowl that. weekend. Stay safe. Go Chiefs. And do your part. Please scroll down and scroll down. You guys know we've got goals for the year. So one of our goals is we hit 1K. Let's make it a 2K. Live a Leave a written review. I appreciate all the feedback that you guys have been giving us recently. So thank you so much for taking the time to either leave it in a review or email or DM us. So continue to do that. Um, all you have to do is scroll down and hit five stars or take like 60 seconds of your time and leave a written review. Again, we are hustling and we need your support. So with that, make it a great day or don't. The choice is yours. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death 
in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games.